I'm Jamie Rummerfield and Ron Woodson, and we're Woodson and Rummerfield's House of Design, and you're listening to Convo by Design. I'm Josh Cooperman, and this is Convo by Design with a conversation about the pivot. Some designers knew what they wanted to be for as long as they can remember. But for some, it takes a little longer to find their way. And this is one such story. You don't need me to tell you how different this year has been. Your entire life has changed and you have looked at what you do, how you do it, and how to pivot and adjust, because that's something we've all had to learn. Alicia Bailey, founder and principal designer of Bailey Lee Interiors, made her wholesale change a while back after a career in real estate and corporate sales. While in real estate, she began staging properties and seeing success and in the process fell in love with interior design. Now, wanting to do something different is one thing, but being driven to do that and give up something else that you're already successful at is entirely another. We have all made difficult choices, and as we move into what's next, we find ourselves facing more hard choices. And that isn't a bad thing. Life is too short not to do what you love to do. Bailey knows this, and I think you're going to love her design. You're going to love her too. Um, Her joy is infectious and her talent is undeniable. She's bold, brave, passionate about the use of color. And when you hear her explain her approach, I think you will understand why I'm such a fan. Please make sure you're a subscriber to Convo by Design everywhere you get your podcasts. Ask your device to help you. Say, hey, Siri, play Convo by Design podcast. And she will. Okay, you're going to meet Bailey in a moment. But first, this. Convo by Design is presented by Walker Zanger, a fantastic company and an equally fantastic design partner. While the Walker Zanger brand was built on the promise to inspire designers and architects to do their best work, there's far more to it than that. Yes, that promise is fulfilled every day through a commitment to provide the best ceramic, glass, stone, porcelain, and concrete surfaces and finishes. But at the heart is a family-owned and operated business that provides stunning surfaces for a well-designed home and does it to make designers and architects do their best work for their clients. Walker Zanger started in 1952, and they are absolutely one of the best trade partners a designer can have. Check out their newest collaborative line with designer Pieta Donovan, a collection of cement and ceramic tiles inspired by the patterns and colorways of the 1970s and created with a comfortable modernity. Walker Zanger is on the cutting edge of design, featuring products for every style and architectural feel you can create. And they provide homeowners with the materials that dream kitchens and baths are made of. Check out any of their 14 showrooms across the country or shop online, walkerzanger.com. I would prefer to do everything face-to-face. I, for, for years, I've done this in person. And it's only, it's only because of the coronavirus that I had to sort of adapt to, to Zoom and, and doing things online. Gotta be honest with you, I don't really care for it. Really? Yeah, yeah right? Because don't you like that interpersonal, like you get to interact and feed off of each other's energy and all that. But whatever, we make do, right? We, we make do, which is, which is, which is kind of like where I wanted to start. How, how you holding up? 
And ha- how has this changed the way I want to get I want to get to sort of how you started, but I'm curious how has this changed the way you do business as a designer? You know what? It really it, it's been an interesting time. And I say this with I guess a little bit of hesitation because I know a lot of people have been like, you know, experiencing some negativity, um, you know, suffered from COVID, had losses and everything else. But for me, it's been a great time to just hunker down and get really creative. So I've been actually enjoying this space. Now, in terms of my clients, things did slow down, but I was still able to work on things that, you know, projects where I didn't necessarily need to interact with my clients. I got to do this multi-dimensional illuminated ceiling. Um, and it was just me and the contractor on site every single day. Um, we just got more creative in that space because there was no one really, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Overly no. involved or whatever. And they were just kind of like, yeah, just go, you know, you have the creative freedom. And when I didn't have projects to work on, because I didn't have a lot, I was, I have my neighbors, my, one of my neighbors is a good friend of mine and is, is also a furniture builder. We were building swing suites and throwing like little small little courtyard events because he's a chef as well. And just amongst the people that are here, we had a wonderful time. Like we just had a great time. Isn't that interesting? It seems like, and one of the things that I've I've kind of realized is there's there's really two kinds of people when something like this happens. There are the ones who are th- that crawl up in a little ball and they say, "I'm just, just tell me when it's over," and then there are the ones that run full force towards it and say, "You know what? Uh, yeah, I'm going to be cautious. Yes, it, it freaks me out, but I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure out what what works for me." And it's really interesting. There doesn't seem you have to. There's be... no gray area, right? There's either yeah, one or the other. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. It's really it is. And you know, I was watching. It's funny you say that because I was watching a motivational video this morning. I just I have a YouTube account because I don't watch TV or anything. But sometimes these things pop up, and I played it this morning, and that's exactly what the person was talking about. Like. You know, you have, you know, the lion, a lion who gets wounded, but licks his wounds and keeps moving. And then or you have, you know, a different type of species, a different type of animal altogether that sees it differently, that curls up, like you said. Um, But when you really are a champion, you're able to move through adversity like you're able to move through it see it differently almost see it as like okay this is a temporary hurdle but I'm jumping over each one and you almost see it as a challenge so it's exciting you know um I hate to like I said I'm very careful in how I speak about what's going on in the world because I know it's affecting a lot of people in a different way much different way than it is me and I, you know, I'm blessed that I don't have, I haven't had anyone that's gotten sick, that I haven't had any losses. You know, it's just been a beautiful um, thing to to know that um, nothing's been, you know, affected us too harshly. But 
I have compassion for other people. I'm just blessed. <laughs> That's all I can say. And, and you're also in a field where you can directly make make the lives of others better. I, I have I have long admired designers and architects for what you do. And it's interesting. Everyone's got their own path. So backing up a little bit, you're you're self taught, correct? Yes. Yes, I am. Um, I am a wild designer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. And we're going to get to that in a minute, but you are. Well, I feel like I'm a wild animal now here, untamed, untrained. <laughs> so, but I love it. I love just being, I'm a creative, you know what I mean? At the core of myself, that's who I am. Just a creative that happens to design. And I embark on so many other things, like through design, I'm able to uncover hidden talents, you know, like paint, hand painting, textured walls and things like that. So design is, is a path for me as well. It's a, it's a discovery. It's been a path to discovery for me. So it has just like opened up my life and it helps me open up the lives of others. So I, I love it for that reason. You know, just discovering your passion is just amazing. When did when did you when did you realize that this was the path you wanted to take? Um, you know, I, when it kept coming back up and falling into my lap, I I um I ran from it a few times. I was like, I'm not a designer. I don't did know you? what I'm doing. You really? know, yeah, absolutely. I went back into corporate America. So so basically, I was a real estate agent at one point and that's how design came across me i'm like selling houses and they all needed to be fixed up because they were in the historical district of south orange maplewood in new jersey beautiful homes lots of transplants plant plants moving in from new york because that it was cheap is less expensive let me not say cheaper um less expensive to live there and you had access to a train so the commute was perfect and i got into real estate out of corporate America, um, working in sales at that time. And, and I said, you know, let me get my real estate license because I can't be a stay at home mom. Um, and I did that. And I had a listing for 1.3 million. It needed to be staged. And I had a great friend, a good friend of mine uh, who was uh, just a fashionista like she had style like nobody's business right so I called her in and said hey you know I need you to come and stage this house for me and she's like what you know what are you talking about I don't know how to do that and she comes with her I'm like just show up she shows up <laughs> <laughs> with her with her you know with her notepad and everything walks through by the end of the conversation the client is like so impressed with her that they're like you're hired and we leave out and she like wants to choke me. And she's like, what did you just set me up for? <laughs> so funny. she's like, you're going to help me because you're not going to leave, you know. And so I said, of course. So we we staged this house together. Unbeknownst to the client, I'm staging with her. And the house got multiple offers um, before we could get it on the market. And we had a business without a business name. And we had people reaching out to us, real estate agents from all over, like stage this house for me. Stage. We had business and we were sitting there at lunch like a week later saying, what just happened? <laughs> uh, so, so we formed a design company, a staging company called Brooks and Bailey. And every time we staged, 
uh, every time I listed a house, we staged it, it sold, and then I had to design the new house that I helped, you know, my client find or buy. And then we got into design and, and then that real estate thing, you know, happened where everything just, you know, furniture stores closed, the market crashed, like everything went crazy. And we were out of basically out of business. Um, but we had a good two years. <laughs> it was a wonderful two years. And, um, and I went back to corporate America and back to real, back had, to, back to real estate. I went, but no, I was in a software sales rep before okay, real estate. Okay, okay. So, because the market, real estate, I mean, I couldn't even really sell houses. I couldn't listen. Like, it was really bad um, during that time. So, both of those careers kind of crashed for me. So, I went back into, um, yeah, I went back into uh, software sales. Hated it, but I had to do it. And um, I ended up opening a, a home decor boutique. And I had a client that stalked me because I was like, I don't want to be a designer. You know, I just don't like I'm over it. And <laughs> this woman had heard about me through someone and she wouldn't she for three months. She just kept calling me. And I was like, lady, like, I don't want to do this. You know what I mean? And <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that's but the best, isn't it? Yeah, and you know what? She became. I I finally went to meet with her, sat down with her, and we we basically. I almost cried like when I left there because she was a divorcee. Her husband had just taken her for like everything she had, um, and they had what she thought was her dream home, her dream life. Her, you know, they had a daughter, and he turned out to be just like this person that was an opportunist and didn't wasn't sincere. And she had broken out with like some skin, you know, thing like she was going through it and she was just like, I just want my life back. And I think you're the person who can give it to me. And I had chills, you know, I just I was like, oh, my God, you know, I have to help her. <laughs> um, So she dragged me back in <laughs> and I and I did it. And I ended up, it was first supposed to just be her living room. And then it turned out to be her whole entire house. It just went on and on and on. And it became the biggest project I had ever had. Um, and that's when I knew. I was like, okay, you can't run from this because it's going to chase you down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and the other thing that was so eye-opening is I realized at that point that it wasn't so much about me. Um as it was like helping people. Um, and it allowed me to express my creativity, which helps me, you know, that's my therapy. It just helps me. So I'm like, you know, this is a, t this is like a bonus. If I'm really changing lives, um, that's really what I want to do. The design part is a bonus, but I can change lives. You know, I can really say this woman walked into her house after I was done crying and saying, I didn't even know that I was this amazing. But if this is a reflection, if this is what you got from me and you created this here, then, oh, my God. You know what I mean? So, so it was just fascinating. Backing up a, a little bit, I, I, I want to sort of drill drill down a little bit on 
having the business experience, you know, being a designer, and it's so interesting, you're, you're a creative by nature, but you're going to fight it, right? But having, having a business background, how do, you, how do you think that that helped you start the design business? You know, sales helped me a lot. It's funny that you say that because it gave me the ability to sit and really listen listen to what a person is saying and what their needs are and really study that. Um, And then also present benefits. You know, we used to have this thing in sales that was features, functions, and benefits, right? Mm -hmm, FFBs, mm -hmm. right? You know that, right? So so it's like we have to analyze, right? As, As sales reps, you have to almost analyze and you have to be a psychologist and you have to do all these things because you know you're going to provide them with the perfect solution to all their worries right um and I never wanted to be that salesperson that was just selling just for the sake of selling like I really needed this to like really save the money or benefit the business or increase productivity like whatever so it helped me in that sense because I was able to really sit down listen understand and analyze their need a person's needs and interface really well like I had the ability to I was a great presenter they always used to say that oh you're just such a great you know presenter you can do these demonstrations so well you interface with the client really well so I I had that and I think that that skill set just sharpening that skill set of being a people person really helped because people can relate to me and they trust me and they're giving me the keys they're giving me their lives you know for a moment we go together actually like we're in a whole relationship people always laugh at me when I say that but I (laughs) but I'm like guess what like when I speak to when someone hires me I'm like okay you know we go together it doesn't matter if it's a couple if it's a woman if it's a man but we're in a whole relationship right now so you are communication yeah (laughs) and you are in a relationship and it's really interesting because one of the things that I hear from designers especially when when we start talking about so how do you how do you take the creativity and the business side of it and then how do you market yourself because getting new clients is is something that you have to do sales as a designer is still something that you have to do. And I think it's probably the one thing that in all of my conversations, designers seem to hate the most is the sales part of it. If they could just have the clients magically appear and just do the work, they would be absolutely thrilled just doing the work. But the, but you you have to, and these clients, you're right, they 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 become part of your life and you design their house and then you des- they tell you they tell their friends and you design their friends houses and then they their kids and you design their kids houses and then you get the you know a couple of years later you go in and you do the refresh and maybe you get the vacation house they become part of your life i'm curious though because there is always the need to sort of and you know from your sales years you know to refill the funnel right and i'm I'm curious because the one thing I hear from designers all the time is they say, well, I don't advertise, I don't market, it's all word of mouth. And, you know, having been on the sales and advertising side myself, I can tell you that it's never all one thing or the other. 
it's never all word of mouth. At some point, those word of mouth clients had to come from somewhere. There had to be some marketing that got them in the first place. And you always, times like this, like the, like the recession, there are always going to be things that happen where you find yourself having to sort of refill that funnel. I'm curious, you having the, having the business side of it, I don't, was it easier for you? Do you still do it? Do you still fight against it? Is that something that you, that you sort of run towards? How do you approach that as a, as a designer? You know, my, the biggest sales and marketing tool that, that I've had that really has benefited me has been Instagram. Mm. Instagram is a blessing. It was a game changer. And it, and I didn't really know what it was at first. I'm just like, wow, what, what's happening here? I'm just posting, you know, video of me through the process and me having fun and things like that. And people really loved it. It was almost like they were waiting for season two. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> and, and they, and they, I mean, and they, just to see how engaged they were. I barely had any followers, but let's say if I had, when I started out 500, every, all 500 of them were so engaged. So I realized like, wow, this is powerful. And at the same time, people were looking and saying, you know, like I'm, you know, I don't love my house. It innervates me. It makes me feel down. And now I watch you transform this room and it feels like I can, you know what I mean? Have some happiness in my home. I got, like there's a chance for me to do this because design felt so unapproachable and so luxurious and so unaffordable. You know what I mean? Before, before Instagram. So um, that's been a huge thing for me. And I feel like through that, because they can get a true sense of, of who I am and um, they see my authentic process and my authentic self that they a lot like my clients end up aligning with me and and they all it's always the right always the right mix the right fit now sometimes I do get a call from someone that I feel like it's not a right fit and I'm like eh, no you know I'm I just can't because I love it too much <laughs> right that I'm not going to make myself miserable to you know to design for someone that's just not a right fit for me so. well so it's interesting too because you are in essence when when you have your um, when you have your Instagram platform because it is it's a platform. Mm -hmm. You become you become a publisher, and I've and I've mm -hmm. long I've long said this. You know, you're responsible for your own content. You're the one who picks your own editorial calendar. You're the one who decides what those followers want to hear from you. What what you're going to say. What the conversation is going to be. And I find it really interesting because, you know, the the design community, any creative really will look to the media to sort of decide what what the narrative should be and what should be talked about at the time. But it's really you that decides. And I think social media has given you the power to do that. And having you mention this, it's like, oh, yeah, the, of course, you know, you create a platform for yourself. You've got you've got a sizable following. And. I'm curious how do you how do you decide what your followers will enjoy what you want to talk to them about do you, do you plan it out do you do you follow the rules you know I got to post at least 3 to 5 times a week twice a day I mean how do you decide because you have a business to run 
you have a creative endeavor to to operate and now you're a publisher at the same time because once you get in then you have to keep feeding the beast right you have to you have yeah. to how do you how do you approach that how do you find the time yeah that's a tough one you know what i what i do is i don't even intentionally do this but um i don't have like a set schedule i don't have like okay 3 to 5 posts a week i don't follow any of that but I do create a lot of content. You know, I do do that so that when I finally do sit down, I have a lot to choose from. And I am, when I say that, it's just like, if I'm in the middle of something that I really feel excited about, I sit my my phone there and I start recording. Whether I use it or not, it doesn't matter. But I just want to capture the moment, period. You know, just for even for me. Um, because I love to see these things unfold, you know, it's just like, Oh, you know, capturing that energy and that passion at the time of creation is just like, it would be a missed moment. You know what I mean? Like if you can't document that, so it's just beautiful. And then when we, you know, when I'm with my team or, you know, working with artists or, or any, and we have these really authentic moments if we share that, people are just, they love it because it's authentic. You know what I mean? It's just, wow, this designer is collaborating with this artist and they're making something that's never been made before. And it's going in someone's house. And who is that person that this is going to? And so it's this whole, you know, plot twist and, you know, they, they, they're really engaged. Um, so it's, yeah, I, I just try to always, if I can remember, turn my phone on at, at certain moments. Um, and, and I don't always remember. Sometimes I miss. But then I have <laughs> right? content. Yeah. But then I have content that I can look back at and say, maybe I should post it. I have so much content. I There's probably great stuff in there that I just haven't posted. But I have great moments captured. So that's kind of how I do it. And then I just, I'm up in the middle of the night a lot of times. And that's when I'll sit and do Instagram. Like the middle of the night or the first thing in the morning. And speaking of content, <clears throat> excuse me, and speaking of content, you you have a lot of content because of the work you do. And I want to talk about the work a little bit. It's, you you have an absolutely fearless approach to color texture mixing the two and what's what's so fascinating about that to me is how aggressively you put yourself out there with your design be it be it residential or commercial and i've always said that or rather i haven't always said it but it sort of came to 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 being that you know designers when I first started doing this, Bailey, I would I would ask designers, and I, I, I cringe a little bit because I would ask designers. So, what's your signature style? Because I'm not a designer, you know. I'm I'm just I'm a I'm a fan, um, and I'm a and I'm a writer, and I've written a lot about designers and design and architecture. And when I started doing this, I would ask, so what's your signature style? You know, what do you, where do you find yourself? You know, leaning towards, and it, it's kind of cringy because I realized that designers good designers don't have a signature style 
you have a fingerprint. Yes, you have a finger. Right. You know, you you have a fingerprint. You have brush strokes. There are things where you can look at the work. Bunny Williams once said, "You know, I want to. I want." I, I want someone to come into a room and and not know that it was it was me that designed it. And I both agree and disagree. I get where she's coming from, but at the same time, you know, the the style could be attributed to to any number of designers, but if you look closely and if you're a true fan, you will see the brush strokes, you will see the fingerprints, you will see the artistry in in how it was put together. Your your brush strokes are strong. Your your texture is really strong. You have some very strong ideas and I wanted to talk about that a little bit and sort of where that came from. I was looking, you know, I, I love checking out designers' websites and I love looking at the press pages because it's really interesting to see what the media, you know, captures or what where they lean. And I saw that the the Bella Nail Salon or the Bella Nail Lounge. Yes, Bella. Yep, Bella the, Nail Lounge. That is that is one of those where it's like when when you're getting your nails done, you you are the queen, right? And yes. you you have pretty much established a royal court in, in a nail salon. In a, it's a small space. Tell me about this project and and when you when you approach something like this. How do you, how do you approach it? Where what do you think about, and where does the inspiration come from? So, Bella Nail Lounge. Now, she that client was another one that kind of just <laughs> wouldn't let me go. Like she was like, "Listen, I'm opening up this store, and I'm going to find you. I don't care where you are. You know, I'm opening up my salon." And she was serious because when it came time, maybe six months later, she was like, "Hey, I got my spot." let's go, you know? And, um, and she was an interesting character, almost like a really tough cookie to, to kind of crack, like to understand. Um, and I go through this process of like really, really getting to know my clients, like real, that's so important to me. Like, I really need to know you. It's not just, you know, you're hiring me, you write this check and, Oh, you're cool. You seem nice. No, I need to know you. Who are you? Um, and by that, not just like who you're showing the world, but like, who are you? So her, she, we hung out several times. We had fun. Like me and my clients have fun together. We went together. Like she was like, we went, we were in a whole relationship. So, and I still was like, I can't quite get her. But because she seemed like she didn't like anything feminine or glamorous. It was really strange. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? Like, okay, so how do we do this? But it was, I finally realized that for her, the feminine lines and the glamour, she didn't associate that with the things that I did. Her, to her, um, feminine was about the color. And it, so, so as long as I gave her this chocolate, <laughs> these chocolate thrones, they didn't feel extremely feminine to her even though the whole place looks really feminine. It's just gold and this like cocoa brown. Um, but as long as I did those colors, that satisfied her need, her stance, that she was more masculine than, than feminine. So it took me a while to get that because she would say, no, I don't want anything feminine. And I'm just like, well, then we need to go in a whole nother direction here. You know, but I had to really get under that. I had to get underneath that and find out what her idea of feminine and masculine was. 
um, because it's not the same. It wasn't my same interpretation, right? So that project was really me spending a lot of time with her, me really, you know, understanding that she was a ballerina in combat boots. You know what I mean? She, <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> right on. And and it's okay. Like, it was, it, it's fine. You know, she's going to have a tulle skirt, you know, but it won't be pink. But her combat boots might be pink. You know what I mean? So right. it's just understanding who you are designing for. And yeah, when you say signature style, I agree a hundred percent with funny. People used to ask me then I would get really frustrated because I'm like, I don't design for me. I'm designing for my clients. They're my muse. What do you mean? What's my signature style? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, now there are things that I do. I do curate. I do, you know, um, I do like to, uh, make things um, that that if I can't find it, I do love antiques. I do love things like that because I love incorporating them and making them more modern. So you might see elements. And I've had some of my design girlfriends that are like all the way in DC or all the way wherever, and they happen to drive up to to someplace that I designed. And there was this rush a, a, a place called Blueprint Cafe that I designed, and it's. To me, it doesn't look anything like my style. I thought very like um, everything's like repurposed. Everything is like, I don't know. I just, and it was very masculine, but they called me immediately and they were like, did you design this cafe that we're at? I'm like, how do you know? Mm. (laughs) And they're like, we can tell, we can tell there's no way you can hide your designs. You know what I mean? It's like, we know it's you. That's that's fun, isn't it? It is. It is. And I think the biggest thing was like, we saw this textured wall all the way in the back in this corner Mm. um, with all of these colors that we've never like with coppers and metallics. And that's that's you, girl. Like, you can't hide that. (laughs) And then then after we saw that, we looked at the whole place and it made perfect sense. Like, oh, this is Bailey. So you're right. I guess I do have a very strong Breaststroke, right? I have a, a very strong identifier, something that people just know it's Bailey. This got to be Bailey. Um, but at the same time, I worry about that because it's like, I don't want my clients to feel like it's me. I want them to know that it's all about them, you know? I've, I've, a, I've kind of drawn a correlation between that and an actor who gets typecast. You know, where if you if you do if you do the same type of work and unfortunately, it's kind of a trap for designers because you do something remarkable and people see it, be it in a magazine or on your Instagram or they they see it somewhere and then they say, oh, gosh, I I want I want that. And then you have then you're torn. Do you make the client happy and do what they're asking you to do? Or do you say, you know, I've kind of done this already and that may not be you. Let me do something different for you. But sometimes they're like, no, I, I, wa- I want that. And then if you do it again and someone sees it, it's like, oh, that's what this designer does. Right. And I've had that. The, ha- the moment that Bella Now Lounge opened up, I had so many calls from different salon owners all in New York City and everywhere wanting a Bella salon. And it was so annoying. It was just like, <laughs> what do you mean? You can't have her salon. You know what I mean? Like, it's not you. Um, let me design something specific to you. This is what I'm really good at, right? Un- uncovering 
the you that's underneath, right? And and bringing that all out into the salon. Let, let me hear your story. Let me design for you. Um, and I had some people that were okay with that. And then some people that were just like, no, get me those thrones, get me this. And I, and I had to say, no, sorry, I'm not doing that. That doesn't, that's, I'm not doing that. So. <laughs> well, yeah, because, you know what, other, otherwise it's just Bailey in a box. Then it's right. just, then it's just, you know what, here, here's, a, here's the thing. Just tell me what the square footage is and I'll just send what I have. And you don't want to do that. That doesn't, that does not make the creative happy. Exactly. Or I've had clients come in, they've already sourced those thrones, they found them somewhere, or they found, you know, those bars, or they found, and then they call me in because they can't pull it all together. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, help me with this. And I'm like, who told you to go copy all that? You know what I mean? <laughs> right? <laughs> so, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's interesting. And you're right, it is, you know, you don't, I, that's exactly what you don't want to be put in a box. I've done some extremely masculine environments where there's nothing feminine in there, nothing glam in there at all. Um, but it is, you know, classic man, masculine and gorgeous, you know? Yeah. And, and, and speaking of that, I was on your website and I was looking at your, at your press. I didn't see this myself, but I, but I saw it online and I wanted to ask you about it. Uh, NBC Open House the New York City feature from April of 2018. So tell me, can you tell me about this, this living room, this apartment? Oh, yeah, sure. And you know what, I my I'm so, I apologize, but my website is being updated now. And so there's so much press that was not on there. And um, she's like, having she's been like, working days putting all that new press up. So I apologize for that. But no, it's, it's cool. But I, I'll tell you, I would have I would have sort of gravitated toward this anyway because okay. because as we're talking this is kind of like the brush strokes and the fingerprint that we're talking about this this mural and this is something that you've kind of become known for and this just seems like a perfect example of what what you can do with a space when your clients trust you Yes, that's exactly it. So let me tell you about this client. Now, if you look at that room, it's bursting with color, bursting with personality, bursting, you know what I mean, with with so many different things. And that is that client. She is a public speaker. She is a lifestyle coach. She is an author. And she is a burst of energy. And when you're around her, that's what she does, right? And she just, you know, when I met her and I had to go to, you know, her, her new place that she purchased, I mean, well, that she was moving into. And I said, wow, you're, you know, how do we make this? Because the stuff that she had already did not speak to her personality at all. And I said, you know, we don't have to do it in quotes on pillows. You know what I mean? To get your, your word across. <laughs> like, right. you know what I mean? Yep. Your message across. Like, no. Like, there's a message that's going to be delivered in a very powerful way without a word being spoken. And it is through the art that will become your living room, right? So, we, I knew I needed colors, but she, and she was very specific about her colors. I love fuchsia. I, Orange is okay, but I love fuchsia and I love gold. You know, she was very specific. So I was working with that palette 
And um, and even at one point she was like, too much orange, you know. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, she was like, you know, fuchsia is like Beyonce and orange is like, you know, Kelly Rowland or whatever. I'm like, oh, you're <laughs> terrible. <laughs> OK, <laughs> like, OK, OK, I get it. All right. You know, pink okay. is the lead. Yeah. So um, I was never I was not supposed to do that mural. I was, you know designing her living room and she's because she's so good at what she does she's a life coach she's a a motivational speaker when I tell you she spoke so much life into me (laughs) like she just (laughs) kept saying Bailey you are amazing you know when when somebody's constantly doing that to you it's it's like wow I just want to go above and beyond for her what can I do right you know um and yeah, because you never realize how much that this is why parents have to do that with their children, because like when you do that to someone and you really mean it and you believe in them like that, they will go above and beyond for you. Right. So she was just singing my praises left and right, telling everyone about me. I hadn't even finished her project. We had some bumps in the road and she was still singing my praises. You know, the, the sofa had an issue. She was still singing my praises. And I said, this woman is wonderful. So, and she kept saying, oh my God, your walls are amazing. I need a Bailey Lee wall. And she kept calling them Bailey Lee walls. And so I said, okay, I'm going to give you a Bailey Lee wall. (laughs) And, and, and I said, do you trust me? And she said, absolutely do whatever you want to do. And that was it. I got this 14 foot ladder to do this 18 foot wall. And I was scared to death because I've never done a wall that big. And I wanted to create this kind of thing that felt like a metamorphosis to me, like a butterfly, you know, changing um, from, you know, caterpillar to whatever. I don't know. But that that's what it that was my interpretation of it. Just this burst and this change because she was changing and growing and expanding in her career. Um, And so I did it and I went home that night and I was like, I got in my bed and I curled up and I said, you're insane. You know, she's going to hate that. What have you done? Um, That woman is going to come home and curse you. Um, She is going to hate you. And I legit was just frightened. (laughs) And she came home and I think she did have to process it because she wasn't like, oh my God, I love it. She was like, oh, not wow. You know, but but it wasn't, you know, and I was like, see, you messed up. You're just, you go too far. You know, that's how I was feeling. And, um, I think it just took her two days or a day or two. And before you know it, she was just like, oh, my God. Then she brought her publicist in. And her publicist was like, oh, my God. This is the backdrop to your website. This is your brand. Right. Everything. Right. This is everything we've needed for your backdrop. And this is you. You're living the true you. And next thing you know, I'm part of the branding team. And Oh, wow. Yeah. And so it was just a wonderful thing to 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 be able to give someone something that they didn't even believe and I know it's hard like my walls and my my environment sometimes scare people they're frightened to death of themselves because they're like this is me 
all of this you know they're not ready for all of that they're like wait i was just gonna go to crate and barrel and like you know what <laughs> right. i mean right. <laughs> right. and so it's but once they embrace themselves because i've had some that do they're very hesitant about what i give them um but then once they embrace it they're in love and they call me forever just like you changed my life Listen, listen, it's the, crazy. the, the butterfly didn't ask to be the butterfly. Right. right. <laughs> and so I totally get that. I think what's interesting too is sort of your approach to this. And I love hearing you explain it because I can understand how you might, after creating that, w- the reveal has to be the most terrifying thing for, for, yes. any, for any designer, you know, it's right. And imagine my reveal. Yeah. Like if you're, if you think of your average designer's reveal, imagine a reveal like that with that wall. It's well, like, you know, what's interesting, shit. Uh, right. But you know, what's interesting too. And, and if, if anyone wants to see this and I know your website's changing, but, but go to Bailey's um, it's designed by Bailey.com. Uh, sorry. Designed by Bailey.com. And, Go look at this. But what's interesting about it is, so I didn't know it was it was eighteen foot ceilings. That's a big ceiling. But you also broke a couple of other rules too, which I love. You know, I don't know if the lamps work. The lamps on top of the shelves to to sort of cut the space in half and and visually and really focus your eye on the mural itself. But everything in there is so visually stimulating. But it's not overly. It doesn't. It's not over overpowering, and it takes it takes a very specific skill to take that much color that much vibrant color and sort of allow allow the eye to process it and it it was masterfully done it was it was great now when you look at that now in retrospect is there anything that you would have changed actually no, I really wouldn't. I really wouldn't. I'm, I, I am satisfied that it completely portrays and exemplifies who this woman is. And it makes her, she wakes up every day and looks at that and it wants her to, she just wants to become more. It's, it's, I'm happy with that. And you brought up NBC you know, they saw me because I posted myself, me putting the camera up there and doing like a time lapse video of me painting that wall. And they saw that and they were like, we don't normally, you know, um, come out and film just one room, but we're willing to do this for this because this is amazing. And I, and I, I tell people all this all the time. I almost died on that ladder, first of all, because I was all the way. <laughs> and and what was funny is I was in there all by myself on this ladder and I had to go up and down and up and down and up and down because I had various different colors and all of this stuff. And it was a lot. And at one point I couldn't reach the very top because I was too afraid to get all the way on the tippy top of the ladder. And I was, I almost fell. Like I Ooh. literally almost fell. And I remember taking a deep breath and saying, seeing the headlines, designer falls to her death. (laughs) (laughs) Doing what she loved. (laughs) Painting this mural. (laughs) And it was hilarious because I, in that moment, I said to myself, I could live with that or die with it, whatever. But that's okay. I could live with that headline. So I'm going to keep going. You know what I mean? 
because that's how fearless I feel in those spaces. And I wrote this quote years ago when I first really started to, you know, decide that, hey, design is it. Um, and I opened up my boutique and all that. I wrote this quote with a prayer, basically. And it says, dear God, please breathe bravery down my spine and don't let me take a single breath until all my fears are suffocated. So with that prayer, I, I used to say it every day. And I promised myself that no matter what, I would not give up on my vision. And so if my vision is that wall, I'm going. Um, if my vision is, you know, whatever it is, I'm going. So if I fall in the process, it's okay. It just comes with the territory. <laughs> right. And knowing, <laughs> and knowing New York media, the, the headline would have been death by design. Right. See, Josh. Right? <laughs> yes. Hilarious. So, Death by design. I love it. So what, okay. So last question I have for you is knowing where we are now, knowing that, so we're recording this in July of 2020. And I'm curious because fall for designers, it's it's kind of like Super Bowl season, you know? I mean, that's that's the playoffs in design. That's where all of the events are. The show houses are 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 opening in certain parts of the country. That's where that's where the events are taking place. Things are happening in design. And clearly this year, none of those events that we're all used to going to are happening. What do you have when when the the veil is lifted, when when we're unlocked, when we're able to get back out, do you do you have plans? What are you going to do first? Do you know it's interesting, but I've never gone to any of those things. Really? Yeah. Okay. I've never gone. I just started going like maybe last year, and, and it's only because my designer friend Beth dragged me by my ear and said, <laughs> "You got to start getting out." Like you, please don't turn into this bohemian, like woman <laughs> on an island that never sees the world. You know. <laughs> okay, like so got a network. So that being said, are what are there any what events are on your on on your list to to go and and see and experience? Well, I was scheduled to go to Senegal um, with Bad Guild. I planned that trip. It was going to be in July, of like it, it would we would be there. You know what I mean? Now, and we were going to be there for like 10 days and house beautiful was coming to kind of document our journey. And it was, um, curated by Melanie B. Um, so I am, you know, a little disappointed that that, um, is not happening. And I don't know, I haven't heard word that it would, you know, happen again, um, in 2021 yet. So that I really like, Oh my, man, I, I mean, we, she had it all laid out. Like we were going to have, we get there and we pick out fabrics immediately. Mm. And then we're just, we're going to different parts of Senegal to see how they make things. And then we're going to see how they create art and meet artists. That just sounds fascinating to me. So I hope we can do that. <laughs> you know, those things are kind of really appeal to me. Um, but I do need to get out and go to some of these design events. I was talking to, um, Jane from, is it not designer discovery? Is it design designers today? The other day we had a long talk on the phone and she was like, have you ever been to market? You know, um, 
that the uh high high point oh my god high point high point yeah yeah and i'm like no i have like it's so, i'm almost embarrassed to admit these things but <laughs> she's just like girl you gotta come you know what I mean? so i said yes i'll come you know and she's like you can even be on the like the virgin tour of the first time designers um because she said it's a wonderful thing and they'll take you around and they treat you like vip and you just gotta come and she's right so i'm listening to everyone and i'm gonna start going good i am good yeah i, I think that's great and and there's a lot to see and and you know what we're uh, we have to keep reminding others and ourselves that this too shall pass. We're going to be out of this, you know, before you know it. And during that time, people like you have have made this process a lot easier. I've 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 always said that that designers and architects, you know, because you shape the way and the manner in which we live, um, that affects us greatly. And when you're living, working, schooling, dining, uh, relaxing, recreating in the same place. Uh, because you have to, it makes a huge difference. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, there's a uh, a study called neuroaesthetics. I don't know if you heard of that. No. But um, yeah. So neuroaesthetics, and I think it was like at one point called something else, like empirical aesthetics. I, I forget. But now um, neuroaesthetics is is just the study of how we perceive beauty and art. And um, and what impact that has on our psyche and how it really affects our lives going forward and our futures and everything. Um, and people don't realize how much, how impactful it is. Um, and so me just studying that one day when I was at the flu and I was like in the house, this was like a couple of years ago. And I'm like, this can't be my life. I can't just be a decorator, you know, <laughs> what with <was> me, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, I need to be like doing something bigger and better. Um, and I came across that and I said, no, this is big. This is bigger than what you think it is. This is amazing to be able to do this to someone's life um, for someone and to give them this gift of your vision as an artist and as a designer and have a person be able to live in that every day and feel like, wow, this is me, you know, so it's a gift, you know, just like any other art form. And I do feel that right now during these times of every, with everything that's going on, we are paying more attention to those visually pleasing things that uplift us. And hopefully this means that people are, you know, taking a, a, a stronger um, look at how they're living and how it's affecting them and, and wanting to, you know, do things that make them just happy in their spaces every day. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And and speaking of gifts, this was a gift. Um, thank you for the time. I really appreciate the uh, the chat. This was so much fun. Thank you. Oh, my God. This was so much fun, Josh. Thank you for reaching out. I can't wait to hear it. Thank you, Bailey, for your time and your talent. Find Bailey online at designedbybaileylee.com and on Instagram at interiorista underscore Bailey Lee and uh, you you can see all of her work including what we discussed here thank you Walker Zanger for your continued support of the show thank you for listening uh, to the show were it not for you there would be no convo by design so thank you and until next week keep creating <laughs> <laughs>